all healthcare professionals participating in this podcast are paid consultants of Johnson & Johnson Surgical Vision Incorporated. Johnson & Johnson Surgical Vision Incorporated product indications and safety information will be available at the end of the episode. Welcome to this episode of Fine-Tuned. My name is Rana Jaraha, and today we have Dr. Amir Kuchak from Los Angeles, California with us. Thank you for being here, Dr. Kuchak. Yes, thank you for inviting me, Rana. To get started, we wanted to talk about how you came into a new practice and initiated a focus on meibomian gland dysfunction, or MGD, where there wasn't a strong program before. How did you accomplish this and why? Well, when I was coming out of fellowship around 2015, The curriculum at the time was teaching that the prevalence of dry eye disease was only about 10%. I was seeing dry eye all day, every day, and I knew that figure had to be way off. In my experience, at least 70% of my patients have dry eye disease, which has been proven in more recent studies, such as the FACO study. Most of this dry eye is a result of meibomian gland dysfunction, or MGD, and treating dry eye prior to surgery was really the future to enhance surgical outcomes. When I started working at my first office, They were using the tear science lipoflow system to treat MGD, but they weren't having much success in conveying the value of this treatment to the patients. They were actually ready to turn the machine back in, and I said, hold on. The practice still didn't have a mybographer at the time, and I knew that was one of the big issues. I put together a presentation for my colleagues, showing them the value of mybography and educating patients about their gland health. I spoke about the importance of treating the ocular surface in pre-surgical patients and explained why I thought this was going to be the future of cataract surgery. They decided to keep the tear science lipid flow, incorporate a mybographer into the patient workflow, and turned ocular surface patients over to me. My experience in my patients' outcomes with the tear science lipid flow system were so successful that when I moved to my current practice, I again was able to convince my colleagues to invest in the technology. That's excellent. So it's true that patients really follow the surgeon's lead when it comes to making treatment decisions. Can you share how you're diagnosing meibomian gland dysfunction and how you educate your patients on both the pathology and the treatment? Sure. Yeah. Our practice is very concentrated on dry eye. So when a patient comes in, I can usually look at them and recognize dry eye immediately. It's so common. We use the speed questionnaire for all of our patients. This gives us a good baseline and it's a great subjective and objective tool that helps us monitor the progress with therapy. We also test for tear osmolarity and MMP9 in all of our dry eye patients and we obtain mybography on any patient who comes in with dry eye symptoms. So as I mentioned earlier, mybography images are a huge, huge part of patient education. I have a little booklet that I can go through and I can show the patients what healthy gland structure looks like and what moderate and significant gland dropout looks like. And then I show them where they fit in on that spectrum. Based on their tear osmolarity, MMP9, and dry eye symptoms, we have a conversation about their dry eye disease and their treatment options and what I think is important. When you show patients their gland structure, it's really a game changer, and it can really help them understand their overall eye health. Are you primarily treating MGD patients with the tear science lipid flow, or are you also prescribing drops and other therapies? This is a really important point. Dry eye disease is a multifactorial disease, and as such, there is no panacea that will cure it. For me, artificial tears are like a Band-Aid. They only offer temporary relief, but don't really do anything to solve the underlying problem. Treating inflammation with immunomodulators is an important part of my dry eye practice, but it doesn't address the underlying gland dysfunction and evaporative component. 
I think it's extremely important to have high quality oral reacertified triglyceride omega-3s as part of my baseline therapy. In addition, I always use a good hypochlorous acid for lid hygiene. Both of these help with the evaporative component of dry eye disease. For patients with MGD, I combine this with the tear science lipoflow to clear gland obstructions, which of course also helps with the evaporative component of dry eye. Got it. Do you delay cataract surgery to treat MGD, or what is your view on treating MGD prior to cataract surgery versus after surgery? We've come to realize that preoperative measurements can be significantly impacted by the state of the ocular surface, and advanced technology lenses increase the importance of precise measurements in keratometry. If a patient has significant MGD, you could be putting in a toric lens to treat astigmatism that isn't really there. As I like to say, garbage in, garbage out. So it's critically important to treat the ocular surface prior to measurements to get the best surgical outcomes. And there have been many studies over the last five years showing just how important this is. When a patient comes in for their initial appointment and we have diagnosed MGD, we schedule them to come back to have this tear science lipoflow treatment right away. In general, adding in a tear science lipoflow treatment only delays cataract surgery by about two weeks, which I think is very palatable for the patient especially if you can show them how irregular their topography is and why it's necessary to wait. You have so much confidence in this technology and the positive impact it's making on your surgical outcomes. How did you develop that confidence? So I was first interested in the tear science lipoflow because of the science. It just made sense to me. As shown in the LEMP study, 86% of dry eye patients have MGD or an evaporative component. So by clearing the obstruction and restoring the lipid layer, we're directly treating the underlying problem which I think is one of the most important things to do. But the biggest confidence booster has been seeing the patient outcomes and the symptom relief they are achieving. That really is the biggest part. Well, I'm sure. Do you combine anything with the tear science lipoflow treatment to make it more effective? So as I mentioned earlier, dry eye disease is a multifactorial disease. And as such, it really requires a multifaceted approach. In addition to the omega-3 and hypochlorous acid therapies that I mentioned earlier, in our clinic, we also combine other procedural technologies. We typically use treatments prior to the tear science lipoflow system that can help reduce the bacterial load and biofilm, as well as remove keratin from the, from the meibomian gland orifices. This allows the tear science lipoflow to go in there and just do what it does best, remove the obstructions and get the meibom onto the surface. The combination of all of these therapies has helped me treat even the toughest and most advanced dry eye patients. Let me ask you this. What role does staff play in contributing to patient education? Oh, man, I think they play a humongous part. I would say that patients spend almost 90% of their visit with our staff members and only maybe about 10% with myself. So for sure, they play a huge role in patient education. So as such, it's essential for us to really educate our staff on treatments like tear signs, lipoflow, and how it treats MGD. Even better is when you can treat your staff members who have MGD and they can become true believers. I had one staff member with advanced dry eye disease due to an underlying rheumatologic condition. I treated one of her eyes with tear science lipoflow to see the effect. For the next month, literally every day that I saw her, she would ask me, when are you gonna treat my other eye? When are you gonna treat my other eye? She became such a believer and so passionate that it resonated strongly with our patients. She even sent me her mom, who was also diagnosed with MGD for treatment, all the way from San Francisco. In addition, it's also important to have a great patient counselor. The more you can educate your counselor and show them happy patient outcomes, the easier it is for them to talk to patients because their beliefs in the system and the treatment will be sincere. Well, that certainly makes sense. Now, can you describe your patient satisfaction after using the tear science lipoflow and how you can get the best outcomes for your patients? 
Some of the happiest patients that I've had are the ones that I've treated for severe dry eye. They have gone overlooked and underdiagnosed for so long that many of them actually have given up and they think that this just must be what my eyes are supposed to feel like. I've even had patients who've tracked me down after I moved practices and driven several hours in LA traffic just to see me again. When I see these patients and I treat them for MGD with tear signs lipid flow and start seeing symptomatic improvements, it's incredibly rewarding and it's quite powerful. Happy patients and great satisfaction are the goal of the practice. You can have the best advancements in LASIK and cataract surgery, but if you have poor ocular measurements, you'll never have the outcomes that you want. Treating the ocular surface prior to surgery is essential so that our measurements are consistent and our outcomes are what we want them to be. Dr. Kuchek, we appreciate you taking the time today to really draw attention to MGD and the latest advancements available for the best surgical outcomes. And thank you to our audience for tuning in. Indications and important safety information for Tear Science Lipiflow Thermal Pulsation System, prescription only. Indications The Tear Science Lipiflow Thermal Pulsation System is intended for the application of localized heat and pressure therapy in adult patients with chronic cystic conditions of the eyelids, including meibomian gland dysfunction, MGD, also known as evaporative dry eye or lipid deficiency dry eye. Contraindications. Do not use the tear sign slip of flow system in patients with the following conditions. Use of the device in patients with these conditions may cause injury. Safety and effectiveness of the device have not been studied in patients with these conditions. Ocular surgery within prior three months, including intraocular, oculoplastic, corneal, or refractive surgery procedure. Ocular injury within prior three months. Ocular herpes of eye or eyelid within prior three months. Active ocular infection, for example, viral, bacterial, mycobacterial, protozoan, or fungal infection of the cornea, conjunctival, lacrimal gland, lacrimal sac, or eyelids, including a hordeolum or sty. Active ocular inflammation or history of chronic recurrent ocular inflammation within prior three months. For example, retinitis, macular inflammation, choroiditis, uveitis, iritis, scleritis, episcleritis, keratitis. Eyelid abnormalities that affect lid function, for example, entropion, ectopion, tumor, edema, blepharospasm, legophthalmos, severe trichiasis, severe ptosis. Ocular surface abnormality that may compromise corneal integrity, for example, prior chemical burn, recurrent corneal erosion, corneal epithelial defect, grade 3 corneal fluorescein staining, or MAP dot finger pint dystrophy. Precautions. The activator or activator 2 disposable may not fit all eyes, such as eyes with small palpebral fornices. Use of the tear science lipoflow system in patients with the following conditions may result in reduced treatment effectiveness because these conditions may cause ocular symptoms unrelated to cystic meibomian glands and require other medical management. Safety and effectiveness of the device have not been studied in patients with these conditions. Moderate to severe grade 2 to 4 allergic vernal or giant papillary conjunctivitis. Severe grade 3 or 4 eyelid inflammation, for example, blepharocalasis, staphylococcal blepharitis, or seborrheic blepharitis. Patients with severe eyelid inflammation should be treated medically prior to device use. Systemic disease conditions that cause dry eye, for example, Stevens-Johnson syndrome, vitamin A deficiency, rheumatoid arthritis, Wegener's granulomatosis, sarcoidosis, leukemia, Riley-Day syndrome, systemic lupus, erythematosus, Shrogan syndrome. Taking medications known to cause dryness, for example, isotretinoin, Accutane, and systemic antihistamines. 
aesthetic eyelid and eyelash procedures, for example, blepharoplasty, lash extensions, eyelid tattooing. In addition, the treatment procedure may loosen previously inserted punctal plugs, which may worsen the patient's dry symptoms. Adverse effects. Potential adverse effects that may occur as a result of the procedure include but are not limited to the onset or increase in eyelid eye pain requiring discontinuation of the treatment procedure, eyelid irritation or inflammation, for example, edema, bruising, blood blister, dermatitis, cordiolum, or chalazion, ocular surface irritation or inflammation, for example, corneal abrasion, conjunctival edema, or conjunctival injection, hyperemia, and ocular symptoms, for example, burning, stinging, tearing, itching, discharge, redness, foreign body sensation, visual disturbance, sensitivity to light. Potential serious adverse events, defined as permanent impairment or damage to a body structure or function or necessitates medical or surgical intervention to preclude permanent impairment or damage to a body structure or function that are not anticipated because of the device mitigations to prevent occurrence include thermal injury to the eyelid or eye, including conjunctiva cornea or lens, physical pressure-induced injury to the eyelid, and ocular surface corneal infection. Attention, reference the Tear Science Lipiflow Thermal Pulsation System instructions for use for a complete listing of indications, warnings, and precautions. Indications and important safety information for Tear Science Lipiview 2 Ocular Surface Interferometer, prescription only. Indications The Tear Science Lipiview 2 Ocular Surface Interferometer is an ophthalmic imaging device that is intended for use by a physician in adult patients to capture, archive, manipulate, and store digital images of. Specular interferometric observations of the tear film. Using these images, Tear Science LipidView 2 measures the absolute thickness of the tear film lipid layer. Meibomian glands under near infrared NIR illumination. The ocular surface and eyelids under white illumination. Contraindications. Contraindications are conditions in which the device should not be used because the risk of use clearly outweighs any benefit. No contraindications have been identified for Tear Science LipidView 2. Precautions. The following patient conditions may affect the interferometry assessment of a patient's tear film using Tear Science LipidView 2. Use of ophthalmic drops such as artificial tear lubricants, ointments, and medications. Advise patients not to instill oil-based ophthalmic drops, for example, soothe restasis, sustain balance for at least 12 hours prior to device use, and not to instill ointments for at least 24 hours prior to device use. Wait at least 4 hours after the installation of all other ophthalmic drops prior to the device use. Soft or rigid contact lens wear. Advise patients to remove contact lenses at least four hours prior to device use. Use of oil-based facial cosmetics around the eye. Eye rubbing. Recent swimming in a chlorinated pool. Advise patients not to swim for at least 12 hours prior to device use. Any ocular surface condition that affects the stability of the tear film. These conditions include disease, dystrophy, trauma, scarring, surgery, or abnormality. Adverse effects. There are no known or anticipated adverse effects associated with use of this device. Attention, reference the Tear Science LipiView 2 Ocular Surface Interferometer instructions for use for a complete listing of indications, warnings, and precautions. Mm -hmm.